What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Um, today, we're going to dive deep on disruption in the financial media landscape. I've got a really cool guest, uh, Jeremy from Financial Education Channel. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with, with the main man, Galileo. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So for those who don't know you, um, you're a YouTuber and you're uh, really special to me personally because you seeing you make like have financial analysis on YouTube. You were one of the first people doing this um, sort of inspired me to start my own YouTube channel and like even realize that there was a potential business model behind it and just opened my brain to like this disruption in the financial media landscape. And I think you were like truly a pioneer in going on YouTube and starting a channel. So I'm curious if you could like give us a, for those who don't know what your channel is, like, you know, what do you do all day? Uh, what's your channel about? Okay, so first off, you know, thank you for saying those kind words. That's amazing to me. You know, that's one of the reasons I do this. But uh, so my channel, Financial Education, I started that in early 2016. And originally, I've just like wanted to talk about like finances, maybe a little stocks, entrepreneurship, things like that. Slowly over time, it kind of morphed more toward just talking about stocks, valuations, markets in general, my opinion on that. And uh, I, I do agree that like what, what anybody does on YouTube when it comes to like giving bullish thesis around stocks or the market in general, it's game changing because in the past it was either you had to like, you know, write an article to hopefully get seen out there or you had to go on CNBC, Bloomberg, the traditional media route, which, you know, it wouldn't have been accessible for somebody like me talking about stocks at, you know, when I started the channel, I think I was 26 years old or whatever. Right. And I'm 30 now. Uh, you know, they want to let me on. And then the problem with like the old school media, you know, the CNBC Bloomberg's when they have you on, you can't even give your full bullish thesis around a stock. So let's say, you know, I know we, we talk about Tesla stock all the time, right? Let's say you're really, really bullish about Tesla stock. You have no opportunity to give your full bullish thesis. They're going to have you on. They're going to want to talk about drama. Oh, what did Elon Musk say on Twitter today? It's just like, this has been the most game changing thing. And, uh, I feel privileged to do it. And my, my normal day is I wake up and I talk about whatever I want to talk about, you know, talk about an individual stock, if I want to talk about multiple stocks. And I post them on my two YouTube channels, Financial Education and Financial Education 2. And, um, you know, I can give you an example of, of how game-changing things are was uh, when I, I, I've always tracked Tesla, but when I really started looking into that as a serious investment, I came across your channel. This was probably two years ago now. And you had so many great videos on your full bullish thesis around on how they were changing the game and numbers you thought they could do. And, you know, that's just the type of stuff that we've never had before now. Like this is going on now and this has never gone on before, you know? And, and so, yeah, I'm happy to see where everything's gone. And so where did, where did you get the idea of like, okay, I'm going to start posting these videos online. And when did it click for you that like, this is actually like a business that I could do as my full-time job? So I think, uh, you know, 2016, I started, so I was, I was running my real estate marketing company, which I was just starting up. And, you know, anybody that's ever started a business, you know, think low in the start, like usually things don't work out, you know, in front. I had some time. And so I was like, let me just start recording videos talking about money. Like, you know, I, I was good with saving money and just investing and things like that. So I was like, let's just talk about this. But I don't think I really started to realize it could be a, a like a business model tell. I think it was, um, probably mid to late 2017. And because at that moment, I actually started making some good money from YouTube. And then it got to the point where even though my real estate marketing company, I was starting to have thoughts like, I might actually go full-time YouTube and just say, forget my other business. And that was the moment for me where I was like, whoa, like, like 
this is not just a little like side income source. This could be like full time. And then I just realized like the opportunity there was way bigger. And so actually in, in the beginning of 2018, I shut down my real estate marketing company and I was like, I'm going full time YouTube. And I've been, I've been doing it ever since. And it was the best decision I ever made. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, around me, you know, especially my mom. When I talked to her about it, she's like, Oh, I don't know. You should probably keep doing that. You know, it's stable money. You make blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, my, I think of like my bigger opportunities, YouTube. And, and uh, you know, it definitely was, you know, looking back. So, yeah. And so I'm curious if, could you walk us through a little bit of your like creative process of, cause I feel like we're in such a weird niche. Like you said, you wake up, you know, whatever interests us, like we got to make a video about. Um, so like, how do you, how do you go about that kind of ideating, like, a hybrid of like financial commentary, but also like kind of vlog and keeping people entertained. Um, like how do you, you know, create your videos? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, in, in terms of the, like the creative process, I'm either looking for something I'm super inspired to talk about, or I'm looking for something that a lot of other people want me to talk about. So I'll always, I'll always go through comments and see, you know, uh, like for instance, uh, the hot stock at the moment that a lot of people want us to talk about is that BTIQ, right? The Nikola yeah. motor. Everybody wants that, that video right now. So I had to do a video on it, you know, cause it's just like everybody wants it. So my creative process is, is either I got to talk about something I'm passionate about, or I'm going to talk about something that I see massive amounts of people are really passionate about this and give my two cents on it as somebody that's a market participant. Um, and that's usually my creative process. And I just kind of go from there. And, you know, whenever I record videos, I just like it to be prime time. And I like to try to, um, you know, be the most amped up version of myself and, and you know, keep people entertained and things like that. Because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the, if you can be entertaining plus educational and giving your opinion, you know, I, I kind of feel like that's kind of like the holy grail on YouTube. So. Gotcha. And so um, moving on from like the media production side, Jeremy, like what's your like investing, Jeremy, like what's your kind of philosophy on how you invest and uh, manage your investment portfolio? So, I mean, my invest, my investment philosophy is a little bit more of like a Warren Buffett value type, but I have like my new age side, which is like, I'll add growth stocks. I invest in tech stocks. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people probably know I'm investing tests on investing Facebook. I'm invested in a company named Revolve that's on the come up really in the e-commerce space when it comes to like fashion. And so I'll definitely uh, dabble a lot more. But so I, I say I'm like 75% growth or excuse me, 75% value investing with the 25% growth kind of uh, thrown in there because, you know, at the end of the day, you look at where we're at, uh, it's, it's all technology and, and technology is really running the economy. Technology is running um, the world and, and almost every good company now is really almost a tech company at the end of the day. You know, I, I, you know, I, I hate to keep bringing up Tesla, but I know you, you always talk about, uh, you know, Tesla's a tech company. You shouldn't really think about it as a car company. You should think about it as a computer with wheels. Right. Yeah. And I feel like every company at its core has to be tech focused first and then making their business model revolve around, you know, the, the tech as a center. So, uh, but that, that's kind of what I do. I like to hold usually, you know, anywhere from 10 to maybe 15 stocks. I don't hold a ton of stocks, uh, but when I do usually buy into a stock, I usually buy pretty big. So yeah, that's kind of my philosophy. And I'm curious what your kind of like vision where, where all this goes are, because now, you know, you're running your channel, you have, you're going to cross the 500,000 sub mark soon, which congrats, yeah. it's awesome. Thank you have you. A, a second channel too. 
Um, like for me personally, the way I've kind of structured this is like, oh, I could have, you know, raised money from outside investors to do my own thing, you know, manage money, taking fees that way. But there's so much regulatory scrutiny dealing with investors, kind of a headache, or I can like yeah. do my own thing, manage my own portfolio, try and use my YouTube earnings to snow roll my own snowball. And for me personally, I, f I feel like you're probably in the same spot. Like we got our business to enough where like we can actually like actually save a little money and start investing. Um, and then kind of just grow our snowball and investment portfolio that way. So I'm curious, like, is that how you think about it? You just want to be independent all the way, get millions of subscribers, use that revenue to keep funneling into your own portfolio or, you know, there's just so yeah. many ways you can take it when you're like an independent creator that I, I find it's fascinating to hear like where your head's at. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as me, like, you know, I get a lot of these like long-term questions from people sometimes and, you know, it's hard to say because I mean, if you would if you would ask me, you know, four years ago, would would I be where I'm at? I'd be like, no, like what? I have too big YouTube. Like that's just crazy. Like I couldn't even like wrap my head around that. So, but at the moment, like I'm just focused on YouTube. Like I love doing what I do. Like I'm excited. Like I just recorded a video right before we started, and like I it still gets me as excited as ever to like record those videos and put that content out to the world and people. Um, to judge it better, you know, for better or for worse and just like share my opinion, get it out there. And so uh, I haven't really fallen into the whole like YouTube burnout that some people talk about. I just I love what I do, man. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, I could definitely see myself doing it for quite a while. And, uh, you know, I own 100% of the business. And I love the fact that you know, I, I do that versus, you know, if you have to do something else, sometimes you have to raise money, take out debt and, and things like that. So, and I just, I just look at it also kind of my purpose is like educating people and getting people excited about investing. Um, you know, that's kind of my biggest purpose because at the end of the day, the, let's be honest, most people don't invest for themselves and that's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, there's a lot of money to be made in the stock market if you got the right strategy and you put in the work and the fact that people just, you know, choose not to do this or don't know it's out there is kind of ridiculous. And so my job is kind of just to get people excited, interested in investing. Hey, you can, you can actually make some money, but without the false promises that, you know, obviously that we see the ads all the time, the day traders, Oh, this person had 3000. Now they got a million dollars. You know, it's just so unrealistic, but, but getting people excited in a way where they're like, I could build wealth from this. I could, I can slowly build. And over the next 10, 15, 20 years, I can have a you know nice pile of money and that money can be used for whatever you want to retire you want to go on vacation you want to start another business right people don't a lot of people don't even know this the only reason i was able to start the real estate marketing company and the youtube channel is because i successfully invested before youtube and i had like 200k before i even you know got on youtube and then i was able to start my real estate marketing company put like 5 10k into that start the youtube channel all because of the stock market. So, you know, uh, you know, yeah. I, I, that's just my purpose, man. Just get as many people excited as possible about investing. Yeah. And it's, it's really sad to me that like in, in school, like there's no class on edu like financial education or taxes or financial analysis. And so there's like this huge gap. And I was always so frustrated watching CNBC, like, like all my friends were like, yeah, you're so into investing. Like, how do we learn? And then I'm watching CNBC, which everyone's watching. And they're like, the stock market's up 1% from lunch. And then 10 minutes later, like <laughs> now it's down 0.1% yeah. from when we said it was up one. I'm like, this isn't helping anybody. Like this is yeah. just actually making people dumber about investing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but like that problem is a huge opportunity for us to educate and invest. And I love what you do with your channel of like, even some like boring things or it like seems kind of boring. Of like this is my house. And like, this is why I decided how I'm paying for it. And like, uh, yeah. just 
it making it transparent and accessible and breaking the taboo and like putting it online for free the way you're doing it and like hey this is how i do my portfolio is just to me so much value in that like so much so i, I give you props for that and i'm also on the flip side of that curious because for me a huge thing has been the learning like people hitting me up like i make a video on a stock and i ask them and then i get so much amazing information i can hit up someone on twitter and be on the phone in 10 minutes about an expert on vehicle to grid software just because i made a video on them like how, how helpful has that been for you and your journey? Uh, definitely very helpful. Uh, you know, extremely helpful. I mean, some of my more recent stocks have come from, so I have a private group and we have a discord chat. And people are always talking about different stocks and, you know, some of them are not that good, but some of them I'm like, dang, this stock is actually really undervalued. And, and they all, and almost everybody in there has my exact investing philosophy. So it's almost now I have like a ton of Jeremy's running around out there, like sifting through stocks and that's amazing. <laughs> and, and dude, that's awesome that, you know, people, uh, you know, contact you and you can get on the phone with somebody or, you know, somebody contacts you. Cause I will say in my opinion, you know, I've told other people this privately. I think you have one of the most intelligent, um, communities following you. And I'm not just saying that cause we're on this. I, I honestly mean that you have one of the most intelligent communities of anybody in our space. And so the, the amount of, of highly educated people that know their crap that follow you, dude, it's, it's off the charts. So, uh, I'm sure it helps you and it definitely helps me because it, and it, and we help them, you know, it's like everybody helping each other and we kind of can formulate and make better decisions. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thrilled and you, you, but at the same time, you know, in our space, we do have to sift through what's real and what's not right. Like, you know, back when Tesla stock was struggling, a lot of people were like, Tesla's your next GoPro and, you know, making you know fun of Tesla, you know, and just hating on it back then. Obviously, the story's changed and the stock price has gone different ways. But so you have to kind of play that game where it's like, hey, what do I listen to? What is what is people hating and what is people what are people trying to benefit me? What are, what are people trying to help me and try to you know understand something better? So but yeah, it's been amazing. So. Yeah. And the amount of times like you get emails like when Tesla was down, that's like, dude, like you're putting your whole reputation on Tesla. This is a fraud. It's going to go bankrupt and you're going to ruin. Like, it's like, man, this is, yeah. it gets intense at times, but uh, you know, that's part of the game. Yeah. But um, on that note, I'm curious, like we could dive into, you know, what companies you like and what stocks you're, you're thinking about. Cause I know you're, we're both, uh, we love Tesla, I think. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious what you got any thoughts on Tesla up to date, this crazy run. Are you holding? Yeah, so I'm still holding, um, and my kind of thoughts with Tesla is it's just like, you know, we have to kind of see the story play out. Like, I, you know, I have a big bullish thesis. I know you have a, a big bullish thesis. We know ARK Invest and a lot of these people have very bullish theses, and, and I think we just need time to play out now, you know? And so when I look at this one, yeah, it's gone up a lot, and, and I can look at it and I'd be like, oh my gosh, if I sold out of this, I have XX dollars, but you know, I just look at it. And I'm like, well, what's the long-term opportunity there? And that's, that's what keeps me holding. I'm like, well, I said this stock could be a $3,000 stock in five years. And so if it's going, if I think it has a potential to go 3000, why am I going to sell at 800? Like, like what, because it could potentially go down or something like that. So I try to like go back to the long-term thesis, but in terms of Tesla, yeah, there, there hasn't been anything huge lately that's happened. It's just like a lot of, you know, what we thought was going to happen is, is happening model wise getting rolled out. Model 3 selling great. Uh, the China Shanghai Gigafactory is still ramping. And obviously, Roni Rona has kind of screwed up some things there. But, you know, the long-term opportunity uh, for Tesla is immense. And what we, what we, you know, what's made me even more confident in it is just a lack of competition. You know, I think you've talked about this many times. I know I have. It's just, you know, we, we, we really still don't have any serious competition there. Um, and, and you and have I, a Tesla, right? 
Like I remember I, yeah. when I, vi- I visited you in Las Vegas, we were like racing around in your Tesla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so w- yeah, can you tell us story? Now. Oh, nice. Congrats. Yeah. Thanks. I got I got a Model X about uh, three months ago, three or four months ago. So, yeah. And now I wish I got the Model Y, but now the Model X is great. So but, tell uh, me about like the customer side. Like when did you become like, you know, not the stock, but like a Tesla yeah. customer and fan? So Tesla customer, I can tell you, can tell you about my experience. So I bought the first Tesla, the Model 3, right about a year ago. I got that one, the performance edition. And that was that was pretty amazing experience. You know, just ordering on your smartphone. They had it ready, you know, came down, picked it up, uh, signed some papers real quick. It was in and out. I was in and out like literally 10, 15 minutes. I'm not exaggerating. Like that's how fast. Like, so many less goes. headaches than, than like yeah. traditionally buying a car. People don't like yes. buying cars sucked until you, it yeah. has to like, yeah. Yeah. So, so there was that the model X, same exact thing, you know, very simple in and out. Uh, we did have a little problem with merging the accounts. So when you own two Teslas, um, if you accidentally ordered one from a different email address, it's actually a pain. And that's something Tesla has to, um, work through in my opinion for people that have two Teslas, uh, is merging the accounts more seamless. It was kind of like my wife had to contact this person, that person that was not the best. Uh, we have had to have the model X doors worked on one time. The Falcon wing doors are just, from what I heard, sometimes they're a problem. <laughs> it's like the biggest problem, but dude, literally I, did, I set up the service appointment on my phone in literally two or three minutes. Guy came out to my house. I didn't even see him in person. Um, it just left the key out there because, you know, we're going through Rony Rona, so no one wants to, you know, con- it's like contactless. Fixes it in the garage. He's out there for an hour. Everything works perfect. Boom. Came to my house. I didn't have to pay a dime for it or anything. Just fixed. And versus an old school, uh, you know, dealership, I would have had to drive, let's say, 30 minutes away because the Tesla dealership, or not dealership, but service center is like 30, 35 minutes away from where I live. That would have taken that time out of my day. I would have had to get an Uber back, right? Now I'm now I'm out an hour to an hour and a half of my time that could have been I could have been filming videos, you know, talking with people in Discord or whatever, you know? And and that's just a game changer, man. And so I, I can say my Tesla experience has been pretty amazing. And the and the product, once you once you ride Tesla, you don't go back. I sold my Alfa Romeo a few months ago because I was just like, this is a piece of junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally, like like once you start driving a nice car again, you're like, what is this? Like, what the crap? Like, it's like, you know, that smartphone to flip phone moment where you're just like, you don't go back then. You just keep going that other way. So, <laughs> and, and you're out there. It's so sunny in Vegas. I wonder, have you thought about a uh, solar power wall, solar roof? Like just, is that something you're considering? I might, um, you know, I, I'm kind of want to see more results from the solar roof before I kind of go that route. I want to see. And the other problem is, you know, to get a solar roof, it, you know, this house I live in right now was built in 2016. So it's like, dang, if do I want to get the roof all torn up when it's still a nice roof? I think it's an easier purchase decision if you're getting to that time where your roof is 15, 20, 25 years old. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to probably have to replace this at some point anyways. Maybe I'll get that. But yeah, I haven't had serious thoughts about that yet, but, but maybe down the road. And I can say, by the way, supercharger network, amazing. You know, so anytime we go out to LA, Phoenix, anything like that, there's always superchargers available. It's not like, oh, I gotta wait two hours to get a supercharge. It's like, boom, there's almost always one available. You know, get supercharged up. Usually it takes 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how low the battery is. And um, you know, that 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 has been awesome as well. And it's way cheaper than gassing up, let's put it that way. Way cheaper. So 
So uh, I'm curious, are there, I, I want to pitch you, I just bought Spotify shares today, so I'm going to pitch you on that. But okay. first, I want to hear if you have any like cool companies you've been, that are like getting you excited or. So cool companies, not a lot recently. Um, you know, Revolve, I'm pretty excited about, ticker symbol RVLV. They're an e-commerce company. They're really, you know, picture Nordstrom, Macy's, the old age, but a new age company because they're all e-commerce. They use Instagram influencers to kind of push their products and social media influencers as well. So they really understand like the new age of marketing and how underpriced the attention is for using like IG influencers and whatnot. And I just think the management team is really good there. They cut their salary down to $1 uh, in this recent Rony Rona situation. Um, and they're just all about like growing the business and making the hard cuts and things like that. Uh, all the executives on the team all got their pay slashed during this situation to make sure the company gets through and to the other side. Um, and I really like appreciate that. So I think Revolve's really, they have a massive opportunity. If you're thinking about a stock that has a chance to 5X, 10X, as long as they execute for the next five, 10 years, uh, it's Revolve. Uh, you know, a, a lot of my investments are, you know, you know, obviously we know Tesla, you know, Facebook, Facebook's just a, a, an easy money stock. Um, it's not the type of stock that you're going to probably 5X or 10X your money on. But at the end of the day, you know, so many people love Facebook. So many people use Instagram. So many people use WhatsApp that it's just is what it is. And if you're advertised as a small business, mid-sized business or big business, you have to advertise on this platform. So that's kind of yeah, an, it's easy an money excellent stock. product for those. And the like tidal wave of advertising revenue that still needs to go from like TV onto Facebook, yes. they're already printing cash. Like I personally hate Zuckerberg morally, so I'm, <laughs> I'm staying away, but like financially, like my roommate is long Facebook yeah. too, and I'm always giving him crap. I'm like, bro, like you, you say Instagram's so evil, you won't even be on Instagram, yet you're investing in this, like, come on. No, I know, yeah, and a lot of people feel, you know, different types of ways, but you know, we, we, could, we could always paint many different pictures. That, a lot of people get caught up in the, you know, uh, getting so negative on it. They, they, you know, get emotional about an investment decision. And at the end of the day, you know, I could paint so many companies so bad in this world. It's incredible. You know, I could, I could make anybody look bad. I could make any company look bad, uh, to be that, honest. Yeah. That's an excellent point. And I think like, you know, Bezos got grilled by the media. I feel like Elon Musk and Zuck are like the evil CEOs now, but like, <laughs> you know, it, it's like if yeah. you took a highlight reel of like your worst moments as like a parent and just played it over, like how bad would that make you look as a parent? And like, yeah, as That's a CEO, I, I'm like, this is, you know, a very similar thing, making so many decisions at once. It's easy to nitpick, like, Elon Musk did this, that looked horrible. Jeff Bezos was yeah. horrible to his workers here. Zuckerberg screwed over the Winklevoss. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, are they creating yeah. value, building awesome stuff that people use all the time and love? Like, yes, and hard decisions have to be made. Yeah, and that's, a, that's you know, one last point I'll make is, is you know, Facebook has um, the hardest, the hardest challenge in the world. You have billions of people that are using your platform every day and and you know that's just a challenge that no company's ever had to face you know it's one thing to uh you know have a lot of customers or, ordering packages on amazon or have a lot of people ordering iphones but when you have billions of people all over the world so many people posting stuff constantly on these social medias it's it's hard to be on top of everything it's it's impossible i mean imagine it's hard for me to be on top of everything that's going on in my business and i only have like maybe five or ten workers imagine these massive corporations, it's, it's a challenge. But anyways, to get back to investment ideas, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot out there right now that I'm like super excited about because a lot of what I wanna see is this economy. I really wanna see how this economy opens back up. Um, and I really wanna see like, how do people get back to spending? How long does it take for corporate earnings to come back? And so a lot of, a lot of what I'm doing right now is just kind of like not really making new investments, just kind of cash stacking a little bit 
and just kind of thinking about, um, you know, let's see what happens, man. Because the market's bounced back a lot. We've priced in a lot of good news. And, and ultimately, I want to see, like, what happens. Like, like you know, now we just need to wait. And now just to see over the next few months, like, like what happens, man. Totally. Um, all right. Can I pitch you on Spotify? Because this sure. is one that I've been, I've been lurking on Spotify for so long. Being like, okay, I love the products. One of my four apps in my home bar. Um, kind of digitizing the whole music industry and then they're trading a cheap price sales really strong growth great ceo and then they just signed the exclusive deal with joe rogan which is i made a moonshot monday about but like exclusive joe rogan full podcast and video version on spotify and mm -hmm. i single-handedly think this is going to like grow subscribers uh possibly have a tidal wave of other creators put exclusive stuff on spotify sort of like the moment where they won and we still okay. have the stock trading at like a 50 percent price sales discount to netflix even though okay. to me they have way more growth potential so i'm like a i think that 50 percent premium should be immediately priced in be like i think the next three years huge growth so that's personally one I've been excited about, but I'm kind of like at, at a high level agreeing with you. Like it's been tough to find good, good deals here. And even with Tesla, I'm like, man, I have a little cash, but I bought Spotify instead of Tesla because I have mm -hmm. a ton of massive amount of Tesla already, but it just, you know, it hasn't. Yeah. So first off, congrats on Spotify. It looks like it's up 8% today. So that's Oh, I bought cool. it. I bought it like when it was up 7%, though. So. Oh, okay. I thought you bought it like a few weeks <laughs> well, ago. Or literally said, like, like 30 minutes before we're recording this. Okay, so my, my thoughts on Spotify. So you, usually, if somebody's giving me a bullish thesis, I like to come back with a bearish thesis, you know, oh, around it, just because you know it's it's better to kind of go that route. Um, but so Spotify, the the main negatives I, I see, you know, for that stock is one, they're not profitable, and, and I don't think they're expected to be profitable anytime soon, and that kind of worries me. One of the reasons that attracted me to Tesla when I got in and about two years ago was. I saw them potentially starting to get the profitability very soon. And I'm not sure if that's the situation with Spotify. I don't cover it like that. But if it's not, I hate those type of companies that it's like, well, we're going to make money someday, but you don't know when it is. And so that would kind of be a turnoff for me. Uh, I can't speak to their balance sheet because I don't really know what, what they have and what they don't. I don't track it like that. The other thing I would say is it's tough to compete with the big dogs and they are going to be directly competing with the big dogs. You know, Apple Music is going to be their main competitor, right? You know, we use Apple Music in the house. Um, we have that account. And then you're kind of competing with with YouTube to a certain extent because a lot of people listen to YouTube if they want just free music, they want to watch music videos and things like that. So you're competing with Google, you're competing with Apple. Uh, Amazon has a product in the market. I'm not sure how well that product does, um, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's going to be tough to compete with Apple Music. I really do. I'm not saying they can't win. I just think it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a challenge. I mean, I watched, uh, I used to own Pandora stock back in the day. Uh, Pandora, you guys, I might use it or might have used it in the past. It was internet radio, right? And the thing for Pandora was, it was always like, when are they going to get to profitability? And, and it was always like, well, someday we're going to get there. They never ended up getting there. They had to get bought out by like Sirius XM. And then it was like Apple, Apple, uh, you know, launched, uh, uh, radio service. I was a competitor that that hurt their business model really bad and they could just never scale to a level where they got that big. And so I worry about that a little bit with, with something like a Spotify. So for me, it, it's probably a no touch stock. Um, but at the same time, if they got that type of management team that can compete and, and, and ultimately beat Apple, which is what they need to do if they're going to get to the other side, uh, because Apple, we know, you know, they'll do anything to win that game. You know, they got, they make so much money off iPhones. They don't even need to make money off Apple music. if They really didn't want to. So where Spotify, they got to make money off that. That's their only chance. So 
you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk you out of it, but I mean, you know, for me, yeah, it probably would be a note to touch. No, that's some excellent feedback. I, yeah, it's, it's super interesting because to me, they're like basically break even from a gap standpoint, a little bit profitable cash flow. And they're just using that cash flow, like buy Anchor, buy Gimlet Media, pay 100 mil to get exclusivity for Joe Rogan. And they're at the kind of that inflection of like, I think they have a billion balance sheet buffer. I need to double check that. Okay. But so like they don't need cash and they ha they're making a little bit of money and just spending it on awesome growth, which is driving okay. that user number up 30%. But I agree with you. There's like, not out of the woods yet and i think if they mm -hmm. can prove that they can stay with amazon and apple then like that's how we get to that 100 150 billion dollar company three to five x that i'm counting on but it's not there's a lot of uncertainty which is why it's not there yet i think so yeah yeah no no for points. sure yeah yeah it's all about how they compete in the execution you know that's the that's the thing i think some people don't give enough credit to is is uh you know for something like this to work it's gonna need high level execution from the management team you know everybody wants to uh call nikola motors the next tesla i'm like hey guys remember tesla's a miracle you know yeah. what i mean like this is this yeah. is crazy you know what i mean so don't get so caught up in oh this is the next this is this it's like this stuff's hard to pull off man and so you gotta you gotta do uh risk management essentially with a lot of these stocks you can only put so much in a certain stock because it might not work out you know what i mean so you, you can't you know some of the you know we know that some of these people are going all in some of these stocks it's like guys chill 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 yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, awesome. So my last question is: I think a lot of a lot of people's mind is like this economy is so uncertain, such a weird time to be investing. A lot of people are like, "Why isn't the stock market crashing more?" Uh, do you have any? You know, I try and stay away from the macro predicting it, kind of like Warren Buffett. But I yeah. feel like this is just such a weird time. Do you have any thoughts yeah. on on what's going oh, on and how this 100%. all plays out? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been doing this for twelve years, and this is the weirdest time for sure. I mean, because we have we see an unemployment rate at fifteen percent plus. I think it's at now. We see the GDP declining the way it is. We see you know tons of businesses are not in business right now because of obviously they're not allowed to be in business, or even some you know like let's say for instance, I have you know a lot of restaurants here in Vegas can open. Uh, but a lot are choosing not to do so because they can only have their dining room 50% full. So wow. we're getting so much conflicting data. You see somebody like Warren Buffett not really buying stocks, even on the big dip that happened in March. It's like, wow. like mortgages. And now they're talking about they'll just, you know, put that on payments in, in you know, uh, for future years rather than you have to pay it all up front. And because before it was like, dude, if they can't pay rent or mortgage one month, how are they going to pay it at three months? Like that's not going to work out. Like the, the, the housing market's going to crash. But now if they're going to put those mortgage payments in the future and you just get back to normal, then maybe it's not so bad. So mm -hmm. it, it's, there's so much conflicting data out there right now that is, is really confusing time. And that's why I'm uh, continuing to hold stocks, but I'm not an aggressive buyer of stocks right now. I'm really not. I'm just like, I'll hold what I got. And, and I'm going to cash up and I want to really see, you know, this economy over the next six months, you know, how it opens back up and, and what we're looking at. And, and if I, if I miss out on an extra 3% or 5% in the NASDAQ, oh, well, I'll take that risk rather than, oh, things weren't great. And, you know, the market goes down 20, 30, 40%. Um, you know, the, the market's not going to go up 30 or 40%. I can guarantee anybody that over the next six to 12 months. But if things went really bad, the market could easily go down 30 to 40% over the next six months. And I think that's something just to keep in mind. Um, but it's, it's a weird time. I 100% agree. And, and it's, it's very confusing. It's very conflicting. And, um, you know, you just have to make the best out of it. And for me, that's holding stocks and, and you know, 
uh, whole amount of cash too. And even though cash is getting devalued every day, because you keep printing more money. So, you Ooh, know, it's are you, are you a Bitcoin guy? I've been loading up on Bitcoin. So I, I'm not yet, but I am thinking more and more about it. And, and the, the real one I'm actually looking at in terms of crypto space is Ethereum. I don't know. There's something about Ethereum that I, it feels, it feels like there, there's something big, some type of big potential with Ethereum. And I think that's the one I really got to look into more. Everybody, you know, obviously talks about Bitcoin and some people are Bitcoin cash, but I don't know. Ethereum seems like it's a platform which could potentially be built upon that could build like potential huge services in the future. So yeah. I, I don't know, man, but it, the thing is, it's a little over my brain. So I need you to kind of look into it for me, please. <laughs> Can you do yeah. a video on Ethereum for me? I will. I'll put it in the queue. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Jeremy. Really appreciate well, it. And I uh, just wanted to give you a, a huge thank you and shout out for doing what you do because you inspired me. And I know you're doing like an awesome service for the community. And like, I just love seeing it evolve of like, we're our own kind of voices. We have our own shows. We have different opinions, but we're just kind of like elevating the discussion together and you know even if i disagree with half your stuff like i love hearing your take and, and seeing your opinion and just seeing the way you think through stuff so i everybody's gonna uh subscribe to your channel I'll put links below uh, but yeah really just thank you thanks i appreciate you having me on like i said i got a ton of respect for you and and i love i love watching your content especially the tesla stuff man always tuning in so i appreciate you thank you jeremy peace out dude all right peace